Hi, this is Cinda, and I'm very excited to tell you about the PPC experience. Some friends of mine, Johnny Whiteside and Donald Draft Jr., got together, and we decided to put some music to some excerpts from my book, Pink Panty Confessions. It is a mini audible experience. There's music. I sing a song, Never Thought, written by Donald Draft. I sing a cappella some of my music, recite my poetry, and read from the book. I'm very excited to share this with folks. Um, it's a less than a full audio version of the book, but it's bigger in that as music, and it is really fantastic. So I hope you guys check it out wherever e-books and audible books are sold. Cinda Williams here and welcome to season three, episode 26 of the PPC podcast. Lately, I've been having so many conversations with my nieces about life in general. (laughs) If only I'd had someone to speak to me when I was coming up. And on that note, let's get on with it. I have always been so curious about men's thoughts, what they think, what they feel about real life experiences. And I know men pretty well, considering I am a woman. My grandfather was, I was very close with him. My, my father, my uncles, my brothers. I've had male friendships that have been pretty close. I've had relationships with men, but still, I always felt like they weren't quite opening up the way I would have loved for them to. My father, a couple years ago, before he passed away, I tried to interview him because he'd had so many crazy, wonderful things happen in his life. I wanted to know how he felt about those things. But when I asked him that, he could not share his feelings with me. He just wasn't able. And I think it's because he'd been taught for so long that you keep your feelings to yourself. Well, today my guest, Glenn Murray, is one of several writers on a new book called Lessons for the Little Boy. They share their deepest thoughts in this book, and I cannot wait to read it and to share it with you. So everybody, introducing Glenn Murray. Welcome back to the PPC podcast. So happy to see you again. Happy to be seen. Thank you for having me back on. I'm I'm excited. Yes, so am I. I'm excited because today is a a special podcast. We're going to be really diving into a, a 
subject for lessons on the little boy, this new book that you have that is coming out. And um, I've been dealing all month with um, men. I've had men guests come on for Father's Day, and it's been a very um, enlightening time. And and I'm, I'm really excited about the things that I've learned, and hopefully my listeners are learning about fathers. And so this is taken in a different direction. Um, we're talking about little boys um, from the point of view of the man. Am I right? Well, yeah. actually, it's um, it's actually men ranging in age from 23 to 57, um, writing about different things. So for me, I wrote a letter to my younger self. Um, you know, here's all the things I did or experienced. And if I could just go back and talk to myself, here's the advice I would give. Several men just wrote about family. They wrote about marriage. They wrote about relationships. They wrote about different things. So it's not necessarily for little boys, but it's more education for men. And it's kind of the lessons that we wish we could tell ourselves if we were, could go back and talk to our younger selves. So that's kind of the premise of it, but it really speaks to a lot of different people. It speaks to men, it speaks to women and how to deal with men and kind of what we go through. So it touches on mental health, it touches on loss, um, it touches on a lot of different things. The men go really deep on this. So it's uh, 13 of us, so it's pretty interesting. Wow, I'm very interested in that because, you know, though I think I I understand men a lot more than a lot of other women simply because I was raised by so many, you know, I, I, multiple generations of men I've known throughout my life. Um, I, I think oftentimes there a lot of, you know, men are raised by women. It just mm-hmm. so happened in my family that we had both and I was fortunate that way, but there's so much I know I don't know. So, so give me an example of, from your own um, contribution, mm-hmm. uh, some of the things you told yourself, if you could have, and what you might be telling some young boys that might read this. Right, exactly. So I, I really took it from talking to myself about three or four different topics, um, family, Um, love. I even talked about that in relationships. Um, I talked about just growing up and understanding loss as well. So one of the things that a lot of women and some women do know men, you probably know men really well, you know, growing up with men, you see a lot, but a lot of what we don't share Mm -hmm. is what you really need to know. Um, And we don't really learn how to share that until we get to another age. And a lot of times we never learn it. Because depending on who is in our life and who's raising us, you're taught to just suck it up, be a man, keep it all in, be strong. Um, And being strong means not sharing sometimes and not understanding pain and not knowing how to deal with pain. Um, so, So a lot of men don't know how to love themselves. Uh, and loving yourself, and you know this, you've said this in a different way, but loving yourself is kind of a lifetime assignment. Mm-hmm. You never stop doing it and you evolve it and you learn to do that. And men don't always learn to evolve their feelings. We evolve as men, we evolve as professionals, we evolve in all the other aspects of life. 
but we don't always evolve our feelings and how to share those and how to deal with those. Mm-hmm. So we touched on that a lot in this book. So it, it's a really interesting topic. It was it was tough for me to write because I had to go back and I, I literally, true story, um, and Jamie Gill, who you know, is kind of the curator of the book. It's part of her lesson series. So she had done lessons for the little girl. Mm-hmm. So lessons for the little boy is the companion piece to that. And when she first asked me to write it, I wrote something really generic and really sorry. And I knew I did it that way because I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm just a publisher. I publish the books. I don't have to give you all the stuff I want. You know, everybody else right. does their job. And I read it, and I knew it in my heart. I knew I had given her the very genericized version of me mm-hmm. in this whole book. And I went back and rewrote it. Um, on my own, I rewrote it and never read it again until the book came out or until they got the final proof to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, this is good. Mm-hmm. Um, only because it was painful. Um, I had to write about loss. I wrote about losing my mom, mm-hmm. you know, and I, had, I hadn't done that in a while. And, mm-hmm. you know, I knew, and writing is great therapy. When I was going through therapy about the loss and talking, you know, I know writing is a healing part of that um, and dealing with the loss, but it's still tough. You know, so I had to write about that and and give myself advice saying, hey, this is going to happen and it's going to hurt. You're going to question it. You're going to be angry with a lot of people about it, but you have to deal with it. And you have to understand that this is part of the life cycle that we're in and what we go through. So that's one of the examples of, of writing. It was a difficult write, write for me, a difficult task because it forced me to share those feelings that you know you don't always share you like the public version of yourself and you control that really well and you can control your narrative and i've been very good at controlling my narrative mm-hmm. being positive sharing and being that public face so i had to dig deep to say okay these things hurt me um i failed at this relationship because i didn't know what i was doing or I failed at this job or this task because I didn't have the experience I needed. Um, I handled this wrong. So you're literally handicapping. You're the armchair quarterback, sports term. You're armchair quarterback in your life. That's what it's like. And every error that you made and every move that you made that was wrong, you look at that and you actually call yourself out on it. So it's very tough to do that. Yeah, it is. I, you know, having written myself, I, I, I know how difficult it is to face yourself that way. And then to, to know that other people are going to see, you know, a side of you that you've kept, but, but I think that it's, it's really important that men write for men, Mm -hmm. because I mean, it's, it's one thing a therapist and and all of that and but someone might be able to relate to you and receive from you like they they might not be able to from from an authority figure because therapists are an authority figure you you're more, more like a peer um to especially men that might that might read this um so tell me something that from the book your choice that a, a woman might not know uh, some something in there that a woman might not have a clue about. A woman, um, one of the authors actually was writing his chapter while he was going through a divorce. Mm. So what he poured into that chapter really is insightful for women to understand. 
Uh, men look at divorce as a loss. Men don't see it as a freeing. A lot of people think men see it as, oh, I'm about to be free and let me just go play the field now. But the men that wrote in this book, a couple of them have been through divorce and probably more than a couple, but two I know for sure have been through divorce. And one was going through it as he wrote. And it affected them in a way that women don't understand. Uh, men saw it as a failure. The men that wrote about divorce saw it as a failure on their part. Mm -hmm. um, you know, where they were, you know, if, if they weren't 50, if it was 50-50, some of them, one even, one even said, he was like, I think I was 80% responsible for my divorce, or for my marriage failing. Mm -hmm. So men take on that burden a lot more than a lot of women know. Mm -hmm. um, and that was something interesting for me, having never been married, also, you know, not having children. Um, I still had to think about it that being a role model, I have godchildren. Um, I have, you know, young people that I'm around that I still have a responsibility. Even though I don't have the fatherly responsibility, I still have a responsibility to put my best foot forward and to continue to educate and to continue to show my godchildren the best way forward for them. Mm -hmm. So I take that responsibility seriously because somebody making you a godparent is a serious responsibility if you think about it. I mean, I look at, I stood up in a Catholic church and said, okay, yes, if anything happens to the parents, I will take this child and raise them. Right. And that was deep for me, mm -hmm. uh, not having kids. Right. So um, just understanding that. So I think um, that we don't take lightly our responsibilities. We don't always know how to communicate that though. And I always said, women, um, men show and women feel. Right. Women always want to know how we feel. Men always are like, well, I showed you how I felt because I bought you this or I did this for you. I put you in this house. I did these things. That's me expressing myself. For mm -hmm. women, they need to hear the words. Right. It's difficult for men to write the words. So in this book, we wrote the words. We gave you the words. We gave you the feeling versus just showing you. So I think that's what's different and that's what women can walk away from this book with. And, um, you know, it came out, the response has been great. It went to number one on Amazon. So, you know, we're still promoting it. We've done some signings, we've done talks about it. it it's just been a really good response. And most of the responses come from women. More right. than women. Um, I look at the reviews and a lot of them are women who picked up the book and just talked about what they've learned from it. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, honestly, because men are um, less likely to communicate their thoughts and their feelings, we don't know what y'all think. <laughs> we are guessing. And I'm pretty good at reading people. And I've still, you know, when I'm too close to someone, sometimes i just don't know and then later i i realize things when it's like over and done and we've moved on i i've had this last several months been really going inside i've had have done a lot of internal work which i've never had time to do because i always like move from relationship to relationship and blah 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 and i've had to sit my tail down and just think about myself I, I don't want to dwell on the past but at the same time so i've really come to some understanding about men uh at least from my perspective I, i'm excited to read to read this book uh so let me ask you this before we wrap it up mm -hmm. um 
how do you make the time to do everything that you're doing? I mean, Glenn, you're, you're doing so many things. You're all over the place. Um, you're, you're, and now you're also contributing to books and then you publish the books and then you have your, your company. You do so many things. How, how are you managing to stay healthy and to do it all? Well, I have a great team, so I don't do it all myself. Um, you know, Stephanie Reynolds, who heads up publishing, you know, she manages those projects and, you know, she manages from beginning to end. So she really takes care of that. The writing has been easier for me because it's a contributing a chapter versus writing a book. I always said, I just, I'm, I've got like 50 good pages. I mean, that's all you're getting out of me. Mm-hmm. Maybe 30 in this one, but, um, so it's more practice for me, but it was good therapy. This book, writing this one was therapy for me. The other book I wrote, you know, I contributed to the first Faith Failure Success. Right. Um, you know, and I talked about business mainly a little mm-hmm. bit. And I touched on this book a little bit and what I did. But on this one, I really was able to expand. Mm-hmm. But this was good therapy for me. It made me sit still mm-hmm. and really think. So, so that was good. I try. I survived by... Um, making sure now that I'm making time for me to think, for me to just get away and, and be able to shut the door on a lot of all the things that I have going on. Yes, it's very busy, um, you know, but it's the life I chose. So I'm okay with that, but I know I'm okay also with walking away. Everything I won't get done. You know, I used to be the check the box guy and have to have six things done every day. And now I'm like, okay, if I get three things done well, then I'm good. Um, you know, and there's a there's a chart which talks about, and I forget the name of it, but it talks about what's necessary, what's important and necessary, what's important but not urgent, um, what's not urgent, and what is totally something you can delegate out. So I really live by those quadrants now and understand that the important and the urgent, you take care of that. Everything else figures it out, figures itself out and falls into place. So practicing more of that. Um, you know, I could still do with taking more time off, true enough. Uh, and I'm going to try to do more of that toward the second half of the year. But uh, that's how I manage. That is, that's really how I manage. I realize that I won't get it all done in a day. But if I can get something done and do something quality each day, um, that's fulfilling for me. All right. Well, to me, it sounds like you know, with this book and just your your character, your behavior, you are being a father-like figure, at least in, in the modeling for a lot of men. So congratulations on that. And I really can't wait to have you on July 6th. That's uh, Wednesday, July 6th from 2 to 3 Eastern on the PPC radio show on www.thegrownfolksradio.com. Um, I can't wait for you to share more with Shelly Shell Williams, DJ Kidisco, and I because I know Shelly's going to have a lot of questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe we'll give away a book to your listeners or something. All right. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, uh, Glenn, for your time today. And um, I look forward to seeing you next week. All right. Me too. Thank you. What I wouldn't do to be able to go back and talk to myself as a young girl, to ready myself for the world. 
man, I have learned so many things over the years. I feel like a completely different person when it comes to the way I think, the way I believe, the way I know. That's why it's so important to share these things with other people, men, women, whoever will listen, because wisdom passed on to people when they're at a certain point in their life can help them get through difficulties, struggles. If they have no idea, if they're just winging it through life, it makes it so much more difficult. So I'm very proud of the men who wrote in this book, Lessons for the Little Boy, because maybe they're gonna start that ball rolling for all those young boys out there that need to know that it is okay to open up and share. It is the strong thing to do. Well, that's it for another PPC podcast. Thank you to Glenn Murray again for coming on and sharing about this new book. Oh, I cannot wait to share it with you. Lessons for the Little Boy. He'll be joining us July 6th from 2 to 3 Eastern on the PPC Radio Show on www.thegrownfolksradio.com, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you, as always, DJ Kid Disco, for wonderful beats and great production. God bless you all. Until next time, that's a wrap. Wrap, 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 wrap. Hi, this is Cinda, and I want to tell you about the PPC Radio Show. Every Wednesday from 2 to 3 Eastern, DJ Kid Disco, Shelly Shell Williams, and I sit down and talk with wonderful guests from all over the world. We talk about how to survive healing your heart and everything in between. So go to www.thegrownfolksradio.com to listen in, or you can watch us live on Facebook or YouTube. That's the PPC Radio Show from 2 to 3 Eastern. See you there.